Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel, in our eternal and undivided capital, Jerusalem, since King David's time. All right, today we're going to talk about tourism, Israel, Israel diplomacy, or Israel's uh, uh, the, the way of is the way that state of Israel officially puts itself out there that image to the world, and we're going to be talking to Yossi Greiber, who just returned from a global expo that this year was at Dubai, right, one of the new Muslim Arab nations, states, that has normalized relations with the Jewish state of Israel, so the state of Israel had a pavilion there run by Israel's foreign ministry, and uh, Yossi was there looking forward and to, to see Israel at this global expo where I believe tens of millions of people from around the world are there visiting, and we're going to hear exactly what he experienced. Let's bring in Yassi. Shalom, shalom, Yassi. How are you? Nice to be here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank, thank you. I mean, I came, you came to my attention because I saw that you were sending around pictures and video clips of what you saw of, uh, of Israel's pavilion at this global expo in Dubai. And you were you were also referencing to how the Palestinian Authority was portraying its pavilion there, and you were shocked at what you saw. But you know, before we even go there, do you want to just give a little bit about yourself so people can know who you are, what you do, and why you went to this global pavilion, uh, global expo in Dubai? Uh, I'm Yossi Greiver. I'm a CEO and owner of the JLM Group. It's an entrepreneurship company that has. Uh, projects all around Israel and I went to Dubai for a business trip to meet some of my uh, colleagues there and when I was there they told me maybe you should uh, use the opportunity because there is a beautiful expo and you should see it. there is many uh, 98 countries from all around the world has pavilions there and it's a beautiful presentation and I say why not I'm gonna use the opportunity between the the meetings to use one of the breaks and I went there to the expo and I saw exactly as they told me there was beautiful presentations of uh, Japan and the USA and uh, Chile and many other countries and I was when I was walking in the expo I was exciting all the time that I getting closer and closer to get to Israel's pavilion and when I was there uh, I was a bit surprised uh, even I can even say maybe shocked to see that it was, uh, you couldn't, if, if no one would tell you write the words Israel on the presentation uh, screens on the booth, it could be any um, unspecific country around the world. It could be representing um, a Scandinavian country. It could be representing uh, any kind of uh, small European country with no specific identity. Um, the presentation was focused about to show that there is a diversity of communities and people in Israel, like in a commercial of Benetton, that you saw there is uh, already Jewish, Israelis, Arabs, uh, women, men, uh, Ethiopians, Russians, etc. But there was nothing about the, the connections of the Jewish nations to his roots, nothing about the connection to Jerusalem. Uh, in the entrance to the presentation to the pavilion, there was uh, three big pictures in black and white from uh, Abraham's wealth in Beersheba. That was like the only presentation of something that is 
related to Israel and nothing about uh, Jerusalem at uh, during the whole pavilion. So if you could, if I should guess before uh, before knowing that it's Israel, I could guess that I'm in, I'm coming to a pavilion that is uh, dedicated to the city of Tel Aviv. Because if it was for the city of Tel Aviv, it was very accurate. There is sand, there is a beach, there is uh, everything that expressed the, the liberal vibe of Tel Aviv. But it wasn't about Israel and it wasn't about uh, Jerusalem at all. And when I uh, saw that, I was really surprised. And then I keep on uh, disappointed walking in the expo. And then I saw a huge built pavilion, not a tent, open tent like uh, Israel's one. A huge built pavilion, very fancy, very, uh, so that they invested a lot of money in it. And there was only one word on the pavilion, and the word was Jerusalem. And I was surprised. I thought, wait a second, what's going on here? There is two booths to Israel. One is dedicated to uh, Israel, and, and another one is dedicated to, to Jerusalem. I, I couldn't understand that. I thought ex in the expo, every country gets one uh, pavilion. So I, I went closer, and on the side of the, of the pavilion, on the building, on the narrow side, not the wide side that everyone sees from the main uh, boulevard, there was in small letters uh, written, Palestine. So they, uh, they used the, the super brand of Jerusalem in huge letters on the main boulevard. You can see that you are going into a, to enter Jerusalem's pavilion. And only if you saw in the small letters on the side, you can saw it's Palestine. And the pavilion itself was dedicated to Jerusalem. When you go inside, you see the uh, you see the Dome of the Rock, and the tour guide, the Palestinian tour guide, uh, welcomes all the group of people going inside for the tour. Welcome to Jerusalem, the capital of Palestine. And um, basically, they uh, they took uh, brand ownership on the brand uh, of Jerusalem. And they uh, expanded the brand and dedicated to to talking about Jerusalem. And on our side, if you if you uh, delete the the word Palestine from the Jerusalem pavilion and you delete the word Israel from uh, Israel's pavilion, and you would ask people, even Israeli people, as a riddle, which one you think represents Israel and which one you think represents uh, I don't know. Uh, Scandinavia, they or Tel Aviv, they said no, it's for sure Jerusalem. This one is uh, Israel's one, and the, the other one that looks like a tent, maybe it represents. Uh, we don't know. It, you you can't realize which country is it because there is nothing about the pavilion that uh, implies that we are in something that's related to Israel. So I think that it was a, a double miss of uh, Hasbara and. Uh, by Israel, because it's the first time we were invited officially to open a pavilion in a, in Arab Muslim country that is also considered uh, approximately uh, liberal in the among other Arab countries. And instead of being proud and representing the beauty of Jerusalem, that is the only uh, actual uh, super brand and actual connection to the of the Jewish people to its nations. We can only see that, uh, that there is uh, nothing about Jerusalem in the Israeli pavilion and everything about Jerusalem in the Palestinian pavilion. So I think that many people who saw Jerusalem and never came to Israel before, they would consider that Jerusalem is one thing separated and it belongs to the Palestines. 
And uh, the Israeli booth said, well, it's nice to have uh, a lot of sea, uh, people getting uh, suntanned in the middle of uh, November, and there is a diversity of uh, people. It's like a liberal, uh, vague message about uh, peace and love, but nothing that's related to our origins and about the uh, uh, roots of power and roots of uh, historical connection to the land of Israel. Yeah, I mean, when when I saw the posts that were forwarded on by you about the about this issue, you you touched upon the two reasons why I was crying, and you really touched upon them very well. Point number one, why why it made me cry is we have these Arabs who, again, my words, they call themselves Palestinian Arabs, who have no historic connection to our city Jerusalem, and they're stealing our history and showing it as if it's theirs to the world. And the second reason why I cry over that is because our own people, whether you call them leaders, whether you call them foreign ministry, bureaucrats, whatever, politicians, it doesn't make a difference, but decision makers in the official state of Israel are making it easy for these Arabs to steal our history because they're not, we are not proudly standing up for our history and our own connection to our land. So like you said, it's a double fisfus. It's it's a double, it's a double miss. We're just making it so easy. And then anyone who comes to those uh comes to, to that to that expo, they're they're leaving saying, Oh, Jerusalem belo- belongs to the Palestinian Arabs, and they're leaving without understanding that Jerusalem actually goes back in Jewish history three thousand years, and there's nothing in Muslim history regarding Jerusalem. So that makes me cry in two levels. And the other thing I want to mention to you is um this doesn't surprise me at all. A number of years ago, it must have been like 10 years ago, I was invited to a special presentation at the Israel's foreign ministry in Jerusalem where they were launching a new marketing initiative. And they were so excited about it. They said, we've been working on this for years. I don't know, two, three years, a new strategic marketing initiative for Israel. And it was really a launch of this new marketing initiative of the official Israeli foreign ministry. What, what was the new marketing strategy for Israel? Well, we don't want people to think about Israel dealing dealing with the, with the conflict. So, we just like we want just like people think about France and they think about drinking wine in a chateau on the on the ski alps, we want people to think about Israel in that way. And the whole marketing concept was exactly that, showing Israel as beaches, as women clad in a way that'll make men want to come here and look at those women nothing to do with Israeli history, nothing to do with the biblical connection to Israel. And I'm sitting there scratching my head saying, wait a second, this is a marketing strategy for Israel to the world? Well, the majority of the world actually read the Bible. Why are we running away from our natural connection, from our natural identity, which is what is actually brings a majority of the tourists to Israel? And yet, what, what saddens me is because of plenty of the decision makers in Israel, like you saw at, at, the, at the pavilion in the, in, the, um, in the expo in Dubai, they're more focused on trying to look progressive and the values of the, of, of the month in progressive society. And they, they want to run away from our own, from our own identity. And it, it, it's so, so sad because uh, it's such a huge miss. It's such a huge, uh, opportunity that's being missed that you got to see for yourself were there other people there who you saw were experiencing that those same thoughts and feelings as you were uh, first of all i just want to mention one important thing uh, 
I think that, uh, first of all, I want to have the disclosure. When I was a student in the university, it was in the middle of the second uh, intifada, and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs recruited four students from uh, each uh, institute, from the Hebrew University, Bar-Ilan, Technion, Haifa University, and Be'er Sheva, and uh, took them for a crash course in Hasbara, in the, 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 in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and it gave us all the strategy of how to represent Israel in times of conflict. So I, can, I, I know that there is other thoughts and other ways, even in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, of how to do it properly. On the other hand, I think that maybe um, because the Emirates are, the United Emirates are pioneers with the uh, Abraham uh, agreement with uh, Israel, so maybe they had pressures by the neighbors from the other side of the, the, the sea, from Iran or for Qatar, or from Bahrain or from Saudi Arabia, to let Israel have a pavilion on one hand, but on the other hand, maybe there is a secret agreement that they're not, not going to emphasize uh, Jerusalem. Maybe we 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 too strict with uh, judging them. I don't know. I can only know what I see, and I see uh, a pavilion. Think about it: that uh, in Israel, at the peak of the tourism in ninety in two twenty in two nineteen, uh, almost four million tourists came to Israel. Okay, that is the best year since the establishment of the state of Israel. Almost four million tourists. You know how many people are coming to the expo in the six months that it's open for the public? How many tourists coming for the expo? 25 million people. Wow. 20 million people were exposed to the, to the sub-message in the Israel's pavilion about uh, Israel is uh, Tel Aviv, sea sun and uh, bathing suits. And on the other hand, 25 million people are exposed in the first time in their life to the brand and for the, you know, of the city of Jerusalem, in Jerusalem's pavilion. And they're now coming back, 25 million people coming back to their countries with the equation of Jerusalem equals Palestine. So it's, it's the, it could be the best Hasbara, best marketing, strategic marketing campaign of Israel uh, to represent Israel and Jerusalem for a new 25 million uh, admirers. Instead of that, it represented uh, Israel as something vague and uh, a place that you're, you're not sure where you are and you're definitely not going to remember the pavilion. And in the Jerusalem booth, they gave you a full five senses experiences that connecting between the, the city of Jerusalem to the equation of uh, the capital of Palestine. And I think it's a huge, huge miss. Right. Listen, I appreciate you giving the benefit of the, of the doubt, and I, and I will say, like you, there are plenty of good people who have the best of intentions and, 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 and think differently than whatever official decisions are made. But I do know that uh, just recently, I mean, it's not just the foreign ministry, and I don't know it would definitely have to be with pressure from the outside, but just recently there was a whole marketing campaign by Israel's tourism ministry for uh, for Americans. And again, anyone who does the analysis, the majority of the tourists who come from abroad are coming for a religious uh, connection to the Holy Land. Um, and their whole uh, marketing campaign to Americans was exactly how you explain this expo, Benetton, just showing Israel as diverse. 
And uh, and people who saw it were saying, wait a second, but a lot of Americans, they, they want to connect with the history of Israel. They, they don't want to necessarily come to Israel because of diversity. For diversity, they can go to Paris. For diversity, they can go to London. For diversity, they can go to New York City. But they're coming to the Holy Land because it's because it's a Holy Land. So again, you, there's 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 a fa- there's there's a, a thread that connects a lot of the decisions made at the top echelons regarding how to market Israel in our ministries that unfortunately pushes away our true and actual selling point as a nation and as a country to bring people here, and that is the historic Jewish connection to our homeland and what it represents, and Jerusalem for what it really represents to us. Um, but I hope your benefit of the doubt is 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 right, and I'm wrong. Uh, hopefully, I, I the only thing that I know of that the uh, the expo is a very very expensive uh, initiative. I think that the 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 budget for this one is uh, something about. Let's see, one second. You can edit this uh, part out. One second. I want to see. I think the budget is something like 50 million shekels. That is wow. Like wow. Let's see wow. what's going You're talking about like 15 million dollars they invested in this. One second, I'm checking. Um. Okay, so when I looked into the budget of uh, the Israeli pavilion, the state of Israel invested in this project 70 million shekels. That's over $20 million. $20 million was invested into that pavilion. That was a missed opportunity. 70 million shekels that were invested in a strategic marketing initiative that was exposed to 25 million potential visitors in Israel. And all of this amazing, huge budget was used in a way that they were, we're not sure and that anyone gonna remember that he was ever in a, visited the, this pavilion because it's not so memorable at the, at the way it was presented. But the, on the other hand, Jerusalem's pavilion would, would never, no one will ever forget because when you go inside, there is, the, they, they, with all five senses, you hear the music, Arab music, then you, uh, you listen to the, you saw the, you see a presentation of the Dome of the Rock, you smell all kinds of herbs that they uh, put to, to give you the atmosphere. And it's very, uh, very, very creative in uh, marketing wise. And I'm sure that they already also invested that much less, but they deliver the message. The message was simple and it was direct. There is a capital. It's uh, gorgeous and you must come and visit it. The only thing that they did on their side, by the way, they did deserve uh, a tzalash. How do you say tzalash in English? They deserve an award. They, I think that whoever is in charge of the Jerusalem uh, pavilion in uh, Dubai's export, they deserve an award because they did an amazing job and they were very focused and very proud in what they represent. I think that if you are proud in your homeland and if you're proud in your capital city and you're in your history so you don't need to bypass it with uh, pictures of the uh, sea and sun 
that could be also in Florida or in Spain or in many other destinations. And it was very focused and very proud in, the, in what they represented. And I think that the 25 million visitors that was there will never forget the positive impression of uh, Jerusalem in the way it was presented in, the, in this uh, pavilion. Right, and they left thinking that Jerusalem is the capital of a of a non-existing state called Palestine, instead of leaving knowing that it's a, the Jews, the eternal capital of the Jewish people since King David's time for over three thousand years. Right, right. Well, Yossi, optimistic for as I, again when and as I said uh, at the beginning. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs not necessarily publish every uh, gentlemanic or uh, diplomatic agreement between them and the Expo management uh, with the United Emirates. I think maybe they have all kinds of uh, secret agreements about uh, this Expo. The, and, and I think that the, the, the most significant uh, trial and test to see if uh, it's only specific for Dubai, or it's a it's a strategy in Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Is to see what's going to be in Osaka in 2025. Is that going to be again about Cien San, or are they going to emphasize the the story of Jerusalem, the capital city of uh, the state of Israel, and the history of the historical connection and the religious connection of the Jewish people to their land? That's going to be the real test to see. If it was a once-in-a-lifetime miss, or it's a part of a systematic way of thinking about the brand of Israel, and is I mean, is there any way for you to reach out to contacts and try to find out yourself, or or give over your feedback from actually experiencing it, like at so, the foreign ministry? When I was uh, when I was uh, shocked by what I saw in the Israeli pavilion. Uh, later on, I uh, I saw on Facebook that there are many other uh, um, people uh, from the Israeli society, as Rabbi uh, Benny Lau and uh, others, that went to the Israel Pavilion and came back with the same uh, same impression. So I don't think it's uh, it's something specific. I think that it's like the the majority of uh, visitors of the Israeli visitors felt the same about Israel's pavilion. So I think that maybe we, uh, we should try to reach out to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and, uh, and ask them to represent the State of Israel in the origin, authentic way, uh, putting Jerusalem in the center, in the middle of our heart, as we say in the Chupa, and also in the middle of our presentation, in the middle of our pavilion for the next expo in Osaka, Japan. Hopefully they're going to change that for better next time. I hope so. I hope so as well. Well, Yossi, thank you so much for sharing with us your thoughts of, uh, of and, and experience of actually being there, eyes on the ground to be able to come back and tell us exactly what you experienced. And uh, I hope you're. I hope you're right. I hope it was a one-time uh, missed opportunity, and that the decision makers uh, correct it uh, for the benefit of all, for the benefit of everyone, all those 25 million visitors to really see Israel. And our eternal connection to our homeland and and our, and our ancestral capital Jerusalem, um, and for Israelis to feel proud. Obviously, when we go around the world, we we want to know we're being represented proudly about what we really are, and not that someone can think we're just another Scandinavia, Florida, whatever place like any other place. We have so much to offer. Thank you so much, Yassi. 
Thank you for inviting me. Hopefully next time we're going to have an inspiring, positive impression of uh, analyzing uh, decision makers here and uh, giving them the full feedback, positive feedback about what they did and underrepresenting Israel. Amen, as they say, amen. All right, Yossi, don't go away. Just going to finish up. We'll be right back. Okay, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this talk with Yassi Greiber. Again, as you heard, he was uh, an Israeli in Dubai and was able to experience the, uh, the Global Expo, and he saw the Israeli pavilion, and what he saw, which shocked him, unfortunately. Um, if this was important information, please share this video. And, of course, you, whether you're an Israeli, whether you're American, whether you're whatever nationality, the key to moving forward to a better world for all of us is to be proud of our ancestral identities. Hold on to those special heritage that we each and each have and our holy sites and be proud of them. And that's how we should show ourselves to the world. And that's the draw to make people want to come and visit you and visit your country, especially Israel and the Jewish people. But this is a message for all of us not to run away from our identities and away from what makes us unique and special, but to celebrate them and to focus on them both for ourselves and for everyone else in the world to get excited as well. And if you have not yet visited Israel and seen the eternal homeland of the Jewish people and the ancestral capital Jerusalem since King David's time over 3,000 years ago, come as soon as you can. Signing off for another episode of the Pulse of Israel, this is Avi Abelo. Thanks for watching, everyone. Shalom. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.